A new PlayStation 5 is coming this holiday season, but it is not the PS5 Slim, even though that's basically what everybody is calling it. There is also going to be a price increase, so the response to this is a bit mixed because some consumers expected to see a PS5 Slim model, while others are questioning why the price is higher for the digital version. And anyone with existing PS5 plates is learning that they will not be compatible with this new model. There is also some good to be said about the announcement. It should offer more options and choice for those buying a PS5 in addition to helping with supply and demand and the distribution of the PS5 to hit their goal of selling 25 million just in 2023. There's also bad here and criticism from consumers about the way this is being set up and how there's even less things coming in the box, even though there is a price increase on the digital version of this PS5. So I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go looking for it. It's sort of an opening monologue. It's a longer video because it's a live stream. I then end up discussing this with the live audience for a couple of hours. So make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on the content. So, a new PS5 is coming, but not in the way that many expected. Rumors and leaks had fans believing that a PS5 Slim was on the way. Now, while I continued to say back then that according to the most reliable insiders and sources that I could find, we were looking at a unified model with a detachable drive, and that's exactly what we got. For those who thought Tom Henderson didn't know what he was talking about, he's now two for two on the PlayStation Portal, as well as the PS5 with a detachable drive and it not really being a slim even though the model is smaller they are not billing this as a PS5 slim they're not even calling it that in the past they actually called it the PS4 slim or the PS3 slim this is just going to be the new version of the PS5 so first I want to walk through what they announced I want to look at the price point I want to look at the details and you know many are curious why there is a higher price point for the PS5 digital so we're just going to sort of look at the announcement now second I want to talk about the good elements to this obviously some folks are disappointed and others are being critical simply because it's Sony but there are definitely some good aspects to this new PS5 but lastly I do want to walk through the bad there are things about this that are making people very unhappy and very critical and even though I think the clear indication here is to help Sony with distribution and that the target audience is new customers existing consumers and those who commentate on these types of things well you know as good as consumers can be we tend to make everything about us right well there are things about this that I think are worthy of some questions and some criticisms and concern about long term what are we going to be getting from Sony whenever they launch new hardware so first what did they say Well, the new PS5 model was announced in a blog and described in this way. Quote, Smaller PS5 design comes with one terabyte storage for PS5 and PS5 Digital Edition. New model provides option to add an Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive to PS5 Digital Edition. So basically, they published a blog talking about this device, and that was kind of how they kicked it off. And while I am calling it a PS5 Slim in the YouTube title and description because that's what everybody's calling it. Nobody knows really what to call this thing when they're searching for videos about it. PlayStation is not calling it a PS5 Slim. Now fans will likely continue to refer to this as a PS5 Slim, but the PlayStation 5 is simply being updated. This will be the version that they sell going forward. Now this is part of why some folks are being critical and there are negatives to say 
And to go on about that, I'll talk about that in a separate video or later. Now, I do want to say here, though, that they go on in the blog explaining when this will show up and how. They said, as the holiday season approaches, we are excited to share that we have a new PS5 model launching. To address the evolving needs of players, our engineering and design teams collaborated on a new form factor that provides greater choice and flexibility. The same technology features that make PS5 the best to play are packed into a smaller form factor, along with an attachable Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive with a 1TB SSD for more internal storage. So they are increasing the storage, and this is actually causing some confusion. Just so we're clear, the current PS5 has an 825 gig hard drive. Now, some think that it's a one terabyte hard drive and then you get 825 after the operating system and everything else. This is not true. If you go to the official site, it says right below the price point, 825 gig. That is the hard drive that is in this device. That's what you get. Now, it comes out to roughly 670 gig for game installs once everything is installed. So when you you turn the thing on, you don't have 825 gig available for your games. Now, numerous Google searches will give you incorrect information about this. I saw multiple sources and instances claiming it's a one terabyte hard drive with 825 available for games. This is simply not true. This is something that people kind of criticized early on. They're like, this is kind of a weird hard drive, 825, and then you only get about 670 for games. You contrast that against the Series X, you have about 800 gig available for games on that one because you have a one terabyte ahead of time. So this is a point of criticism early on. So a lot of people are getting this one wrong. And this is obviously then causing confusion because people see, oh, the new PlayStation 5 is going to have a one terabyte hard drive in it. Well, don't we already have that? So there is some backwards thinking here. It's like, well, it's not actually larger. Based on the current model of the PS5, the new model should give you approximately 850 gig of storage for your games, up from the current of like 670. So on the subject of how much smaller it is physically, they did speak about that. They said that the new PS5 has been reduced in volume by more than 30% and weight by 18% and 24% compared to the previous models. There are four separate cover panels in the top portion there's a glossy look while the bottom remains matte if you purchase the ps5 digital edition you can also add the ultra hd blu-ray disc drive for ps5 later and it'll be sold separately for 79.99 so it's 80 dollars for the external drive now we're going to talk about price in 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 a in a section that i talk about the bad because there's some weirdness going on here with the drive being 80 and the price of the digital i'll talk about more about that in a moment in general i don't find the size difference of the playstation 5 to be that compelling i think the playstation 5 is obnoxiously large uh you know i also don't know if it looks that great with the white i mean i know the white sort of iconic and it's eye-catching but i think it looks much better when you put on like the black plates or i have the spider-man plates obviously this is just my opinion uh but i will say the new design is slightly better and sleeker from where i sit but it still looks like a wi-fi router from sky mall okay i've I've always thought the playstation 5 was a very weird form factor i think the series x is a lot classier looking especially if you put it on like an entertainment stand so they make it clear though that this will be the model going forward they say the new ps5 model will be available starting this november in the u.s at select local retailers and direct playstation were available. It will continue to roll out globally in the following months. Once inventory of the current PS5 model has sold out, the new PS5 will become the only model available. So again, 
This is not a PS5 Slim. This is the PlayStation 5 going forward. This is obviously related to their strategy of hitting 25 million PlayStation 5 sold just in 2023. I could also see this playing a role in the PS5 Pro rollout, like they're wanting to get the PS5 Pro out likely next year, and this is going to be related to it. I bet you that they do a similar setup. I think that's very likely. There'll be one base model of the PS5 Pro, and then this detachable drive will be able to attach to it. So if you buy it for the 80, it will likely be compatible with the PS5 Pro. Again, this is just a prediction that I'm making. I think they're going to enjoy having a unified skew like one base model that will likely help with distribution making a model that's digital and making a model that has a disk drive has likely been one of the causes there were many causes but one of the causes for supply constraints but with the drive included or without the drive included the digital version that's likely how the ps5 pro will ship as well and major points of criticism are i'm going to touch on this in a separate segment about the bad but i will try to quickly address the question of price here okay because the question of price is i think a valid one the disc version of the new playstation 5 is at the same price that it's always been 499 but the digital is going up to 44 uh, $450, I'm sorry. Uh, so 450 bucks. So you can buy the disc version for 500 or the digital version for 450 At first I thought, okay, well, the hard drive's a little bit bigger and it's a modular device. You know, those are nice upgrades. But the disc version's not any more expensive. Like, it, it gets the bump in storage as well. So it doesn't really make any sense. Like, I get from a business strategy when you're in the lead, this kind of works. Folks are going to criticize and complain all they want, but PlayStation is basically saying, you know what, our console's more, and, uh, you know, take it or leave it. We're, we're, it's going to cost more than what the competition is doing, and we don't care, right? Uh, Brad Sams has a video about this that I'm going to react to, I think, where he talks about how this sends a loud and clear message that Sony's like, yeah, we don't even care about Xbox anymore. We're not even going to worry about competing on price or being in the same price hemisphere when demand is as high as it is for your product a $50 price bump is not going to make the average consumer bat an eye when you're spending $400 $450 especially when you're looking at something that's newer and shinier and has a slightly larger hard drive most people aren't going to say anything right many are going to justify it and say well I'm getting a little bit more storage especially since the larger Series S has already laid that groundwork. Now, granted, the Series S storage is double, and this is not as much. You're not getting nearly as much of an increase in your storage space. But again, when your product is performing better, when it's in much higher demand, you can raise the price of it. This is basic economics. The idea that it needs to be defended or criticized, I mean, they don't really need to defend it. I'm not even defending it. I'm acknowledging that it's its a frustration for consumers to see the price go up on something when they're not really getting more. In fact, they're kind of getting less. I'll talk about that in the bad segment you know there's these classic cries right now of well this is just greed somewhat humorous as many of these people type on an electronic device like an iphone that is driven by the exact same economic model of raise the price when demand is high but you know sure criticize sony for doing it but this is basic economics when you're the market leader and everybody wants your product you can raise the price and if the market bears it the only conclusion to come to is hey we made a good business decision and we kept the shareholders happy like i'm not saying that this is exciting for consumers to spend more money but the market typically bears things like this everybody claiming that fortnite skins are too expensive well the market 
bears that and supports it and so you can't really claim that those skins are too expensive if they were then they would not be at the price that they were at because the market wouldn't support it and they would bring the price down accordingly like imagine telling shareholders well all of our market research and projections indicate that we could apply a price increase in relation to the overwhelming demand but we didn't do it because people were going to cry about it on twitter and reddit like they just they just don't care about these sorts of things i think gamers are starting to conflate the fact that our feedback has power in the realm of games with patches updates quality that type of feedback but in the realm of business and basic economics money has the bullhorn and it shouts the loudest so speak with your wallets i think that's the best thing to do so let's talk about the good i i I do think there's good i'm gonna get to the bad the good section's not as long as the bad i actually am a little bit more critical of what they're doing with this so I think it's nice for new customers buying into the PlayStation 5 to have more storage, and that's one of the good things about the new version of the PS5, right? It certainly isn't a huge bump, but another 200 gig can minimize how often you have to uninstall a game. I'm curious if they can use the spot where the disk drive goes to allow for a hard drive expansion down the road. Like, maybe you have no interest in the disk drive, and you're like, well, maybe you can sell a hard drive to slap on there, and it would make my storage significantly larger. It might not be a great accessory, though, or a great add-on, because then that would mean that you couldn't add the disk drive later if you suddenly wanted to. So, I do think that is one of the good things, though, is that we are getting more storage. You know, 200 gig, I do think, is helpful. It's not a game-changer, but it certainly is helpful. I mean, there are some some certain times where I could install a couple more games before having to install one of the big ones, because typically there are games like Jedi Survivor and others that just take up in a massive amount of space, and anytime I'm installing new games, I'm usually hunting for something to uninstall. Now, the second good thing that we could say about this is it is now a modular device. This gives the customer more choice without having to make two completely different models, right? Sony doesn't have to continue to make a disc version and a digital version, and then that choice is still there for the consumer. So it helps Sony, but it also offers the customer that continued choice, as well as down the line. Maybe you buy a digital version, and then a year later, you're like, man, I would really like to have the disc drive for either movies or whatever, and you have the choice to get, you know, to then go upgrade. I would strongly encourage you, if you ever think you're going to use the disk drive, then buy the disk drive version, because I'll talk about that when I'm critical and talk about the bad things in a separate segment. Uh, there is <laughs> there is no way it makes sense to buy the digital version and then the disk drive later if you're even considering it. It's going to cost you more money, which is nuts. But having those two different models, I think, actually will help both the company and the consumer. I think they benefit from that level of modular choice because it helps production lines. This is obviously then related to the future of the PlayStation console. So the third thing this does that I think is good is it unifies production. It'll be a lot easier for PlayStation to meet demand and distribute the console if you're making just one base model instead of two. This is also likely going to free up production lines for the PS5 Pro as well. Uh, They're going to be able to use wherever they've been making. Let's say they have production lines for the disk drive and production lines for the digital. Well, some of those production lines are getting freed up now because you're no longer making a disk drive version of the PlayStation 5, and that could be maybe where they dedicate resources, bandwidth, and manpower to creating and distributing and making the PS5 Pro. 
And listen, the truth is here, this is going to help them hit high levels of production and distribution so they can hit their 25 million goal. Like, they're, they're already at like 40 million PlayStation 5s, but they want to sell 25 million just in 2023 alone. This will likely help with that since this new version arrives in the holidays and demand for the PlayStation 5 is likely to go up because of Spidey. Everybody loves Spidey and Spider-Man 2 is no doubt going to be one of the most sold games this year. And the truth is, the good here about the PlayStation 5 new model is it largely pertains to the logistics of Sony. The consumers are benefiting by having a modular device with slightly more storage, and then there's more availability of the console in stores, but for the most part, this is helping Sony maintain their position and distribution, which isn't bad for the customer, but it certainly doesn't make this a total win for us either. And that leads to the bad, okay? I think there are some bad things about the new PS5 model. While the device is primarily aimed at new customers, I find it strange that so many PS5 owners are decrying it as pointless or bad. It's not really aimed at you. You're not supposed to buy it. Like You already have one. There's no reason to buy this and upgrade for a slightly larger hard drive or the ability to have a modular device. It is a negative, I think, that the new design won't be compatible with old plates. Like, I'm seeing a lot of people bringing that up, and I do think it's fair to make mention of that, but that's not really a huge deal. The number of consumers that want to buy this and then move their plates to it, that's an incredibly small percentage of the people who will end up buying this. The vast majority will be buying this new model as their first PlayStation 5, and even if somebody buys this as, like, their second PlayStation 5, I don't see I would do that and then be like, oh, I really want to move my Spider-Man plates to this. Like, the only reason I would do that is if my PlayStation 5 with the Spider-Man plates, like, stopped working or something. So, again, I do think the fact that the plates aren't compatible is a negative, but in light of the fact this is aimed at new consumers, I don't see this as being a huge issue. I think there are far better things to criticize than that. It is coming out in the wake of the Spider-Man 2 launch, so I am curious if they're going to try to make the Spider-Man 2 plates available in the new design. Especially around the holidays when everybody's thinking about buying video game accessories and merchandise. Now, the second negative thing that I've touched on a couple of times is the price increase. It will likely have no effect on demand. I think we can just fairly say that. I don't think the PlayStation 5 is suddenly going to like struggle to hit their sales and their goals because the digital version's 50 bucks more. I don't think it's going to have an effect on that. But this looks strange in light of the very small hard drive upgrade, and the fact that the disc version does not have a price increase. I could certainly think through this and conclude, listen, I know from a business standpoint, they're like, listen, market research says $499 is about as high as we can go. If you raise it beyond $499 to like $550, the market wouldn't bear that. You know, that would actually hurt the distribution of the disc version. So keep that one at $499. But they know that $450 that is not going to hurt demand it isn't they're like an extra 50 bucks like i can understand that intellectually but i think it's totally valid for the consumer to say why am i spending 50 dollars more than before like what what's the what's the point here especially if you really crunch the numbers here if you really crunch the math the external disk drive is 80 dollars. so if you buy the non-disk drive version shouldn't it be at least 80 dollars cheaper like, if it's a $420 device, hey, hey, 420 right? That would make sense because you could buy it. It's slightly more expensive than the older digital model because it's modular and has a slightly larger hard drive. But think of it this way. 
right now, if you buy the digital version this holiday season for 450 bucks, and then later you buy the disk drive for 80, you just spent 530 instead of 500. Okay, you'd have been better off just buying the disc version to begin with. So, from an optic standpoint, this is just a bad look. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, so how much is the disc drive? Oh, it's 80. Okay, how much is the version with the disc drive? Okay, it's 500. So how much do I save when I buy the digital version that doesn't have the disk drive? I only save 50 bucks. Wouldn't I? Why don't I save 80? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't actually like sitting on the shelves of the store. I could see a consumer being like, this makes literally no sense at all. At the end of the day, it's a business decision that will likely help their margins or their losses on hardware production and distribution. We know often consoles in their earliest years are sold at a loss, and this could be just them trying to cushion against it. They know they're going to be selling millions of these, and that extra $50 adds up when you're distributing and selling millions of you know pieces of your product. And if it doesn't hurt demand, thinking strictly from a business standpoint, it's hard to fault them, but... I do think it is a negative. This is not something that is good for the consumer. In the same vein of the price optics, another negative is the vertical stand being sold separately. This just smacks of the classic Apple approach of giving you less while charging you more. Starting in 2020, iPhones stopped coming with chargers and headphones. Now, I get headphones, maybe, but no charger like what like what am i supposed to do with the phone like oh you already have a charger yeah well maybe but this just feels exactly the same as that they were selling you know the chargers and the headphones separately why right well because they could okay that this is just like the 50 dollars price increase they likely won't be hurt by this okay but 30 dollars for a vertical stand that's laughable in two ways first it's a joke to sell a stand. It's literally a piece of plastic with like a metal ring around it for $30, okay? But it's also comical because they're going to get away with it. Like, it's not going to hurt them. Nobody's going to stop buying a PlayStation 5 because they don't get a vertical vertical stand. The One of the reasons I think that I, this is one of the reasons I have said that I want Xbox to do more hardware innovation and to push power because... Sony's not really competing now in that realm. This move that they're doing right now with this new model and the pricing structure and taking things out of the box while charging you more, well, with the PS5 Pro coming next year, we could definitely see a similar scenario. Like, we're we're the big dog now, you know? You don't get a controller, right? (laughs) You just get the PS5 Pro. When the PS5 Pro hits late next year, which is likely when it hits, versus the Series S-dominated Xbox market, PlayStation's just going to continue to raise prices on hardware because it signals them as the premium gaming platform. And I've always been in support of paying more when I'm getting $10 more for a director's cut made sense to me because it's like buying an extended version of a movie, right? You're getting more, so you spend a little bit more. I, I, that's, that's perfect value transmission logic to my brain. If I'm getting more, I'm spending more. That's not what we're looking at here, okay? You're spending more and you're getting less. Now, somebody's going to push back and say, but you get more hard drive space. Okay, but then why is the disc version not more expensive? Why are you only saving $50 by buying the digital version instead of 80 since that's the price of the disc drive? Again, 
This all looks like what Apple does. And many of us have said that Sony and PlayStation are becoming the Apple of gaming. They're becoming the premium platform. They're the platform that can sell accessories and everybody buys them. They're the platform that can just like raise the price on hardware and give you less stuff on the box and people buy it anyway. That's not necessarily bad for consumers, but it's also not necessarily good for consumers because it starts to remove choice and requires you to spend more. The last negative I think that relates to all of this, sort of the undergirding negative, is that many were hoping for a PS5 Slim. Spending more for a completely different model with Slim in the name, I think would have gone a long way. It's like, well, no, you don't need a vertical stand. It's a completely different model, and it's intended to be on its side, but if you want to stand it up, we have this separate stand that you can buy. Now, that would still receive some criticism, but I don't think it would receive as much. I think the optics on it would shift a little bit, because this just feels like, hey, we updated the PS5 to be modular, give you a little bit more hard drive space, we took away the vertical stand, and we raised the price on digital for no reason. It just doesn't really hit as strongly as, here is the PS5 Slim, and it gets a little bit more hard drive space, and we made some changes to the shape and the form factor, so we didn't include the vertical stand. I think that's a little bit easier to sell than what they're currently doing. Again, all these negatives don't really affect new customers or the demand of the PS5. I I think the average customer doesn't pay any attention to any of this, but that doesn't mean that they aren't worthy of some criticism and some pushback. The PS5 is the dominant next-gen console, and this announcement just cements loud and clear in terms of dollars and cents. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion on this. At one level, I'm actually glad that they're not doing a slim. I think it makes way more sense to do a model update that benefits both Sony and the consumer to different degrees, right? A slim doesn't do much in my mind other than look different. I I very much didn't care for the idea of a slim. I was like, no, the idea of unifying the skew, it makes way more business sense to me. And it also, in my mind, is better for the future of just getting the console out there. Just distribute the heck out of it. Like, that's better for everybody. A slim doesn't really necessarily help do that. A modular approach, unifying the PlayStation 5 into one base model, this helps with distribution and demand, and in general, I think this also then helps with the PS5 Pro, which is something that I'm looking forward to. Many people, similar to their criticism of the DualSense Edge or the PlayStation Portal, they say that the PlayStation 5 Pro is pointless. I think the proof's always in the pudding and the sales, and we continue to see that with the PS5 uh, Portal, the DualSense Edge, even the PSVR 2. These are all devices and things that were decried as pointless or stupid or DOA, and then they sell like crazy. So I think a PS5 Pro is on the way, and if this helps usher that in, I'm fully in support of that. The second thing I want to say is, while there is good and bad about the new PS5 model, I largely think long-term, nobody will care or remember. Beyond remembering, I just don't think customers are even going to notice, right? Something being new, it's different, it's smaller, it's got more storage. I think that will go a long way to justify a $50 price jump for most people. Again, to me, I think the vertical stand being sold separately is the bigger concerning issue. Like, what's next? Consoles releasing without cables and without a controller? Like, is that the future? Is that PlayStation's future? Like, are they going to become Apple? And they're like... Here's a console. Oh, you wanted a power cable with your console? Oh, no, that's $5. Like, we do not want them getting to a position where they feel that they are so dominant and so siloed up as a brand that they can just kind of do whatever they want with the hardware and with the peripherals. I never mind spending more money when I get more. 
I don't like spending money when I get less, and I think that's fair. My conclusion is this. PlayStation is clearly gearing up for a big turn-up in distribution, but they are likely also laying track for the PS5 Pro, and from where I sit, that's what I want to see in gaming. The PSVR 2, the Portal, a strong console that pushes hardware innovation and strength, and then accessories, all of that benefits me as the consumer. I get more. I get better experiences, cooler experiences. I just tried out the MetaQuest 3 last night, and the hand tracking blew my mind, right? Like, that's the stuff that I'm into. I want to have the new, the better, the faster, the stronger. Push it. Push the innovation. Do new things. So I like that PlayStation is seemingly doing that. I, I think if the Nintendo Switch 2 lands in the way that we're hearing, the future could have three very distinct players. Nintendo would continue to dominate as the sort of portable, fun family gaming console, and that would be their identity. PlayStation would become the premium platform like Apple, where there's lots of high-end, premium, high-priced accessories, and then Xbox would be the sub-model, the ecosystem. And the question is, does, do they all succeed at this approach? Are all these approaches valid? Are they, go- are they going to work? And the bigger question is, where do we land as consumers? And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. There's good and there's bad here. I am I am being critical of some of this. I, this is very concerning. I feel like you know PlayStation could be heading in the direction that Apple likes to head, and I don't want to see a future where like a PlayStation 5 Pro doesn't even come with a controller because they're like, eh, well, that's the price. Sorry, that's what it is. And I think that's, that's a valid concern. So I don't think this is all uh, a good, uh, smiley, shiny, exciting thing here. And uh, the price point just doesn't make sense. Like, you can't make sense of that to me. No matter how hard you try, I, I bet you some of you are going to try. Ryan Hayer, with 25 months as a member, and it's a VIP plus, and the first gifted member of the day, Hanshot first, and so did you. Thank you, John, always. And Connection gifts a member off to a fantastic start. We have about 2,500 members. You guys have been absolutely crushing it, and Fright Night is the big goal right now. We need 500 more members, and my wife and I will be doing Fright Night every Friday night for you guys that way in, in sort of the season of October, right? And another one comes in from Patrick. Thank you guys so, so much starting off the day immensely strong here and I even have a super chat to thank I haven't even left my fan funding page here Uh, super googly with a $20 super chat tip just release the pro and take our money no one cares about the slim or the portal well here's the deal with that okay here's the deal with this I I I tried to touch on this in the show open PlayStation's gonna benefit from this a whole lot more than us Okay, now we certainly benefit when they are able to distribute more of their console. That means more people can buy it, right? But this is going to benefit them. They're going to be able to hit market saturation with the PS5. I believe it will surpass PS4. I think they're going to pass it. And this is how they're going to do it. So this is mainly for them, but, but we benefit. I don't think we benefit by them selling a vertical stand separately, and I don't think we benefit from them being like, hey, the digital's $50 more just because. Like, I don't think we benefit from that at all. But if it helps them distribute more consoles, then 
that's actually good because we don't want consoles to be constrained. I think that's bad. I think that's proven itself to be bad for Xbox. I don't think constraining their distribution has been particularly good for them. And I don't think it will be long term. I think third party developers will flock to the console that has the greater distribution. And then that lopsides the market. And I think that's a problem. And then it leads to the need for acquisition. There's it's a whole pendulum swing there going on, right? So I don't think constraining consoles is good. So this is good that they're increasing distribution because of this unified skew. Yo, my brother's in chat, Derek, without a badge. We gotta fix that. We gotta fix that. Thank you. And so is Feed on his new account. Uh, Bumble Pants with 13 months as a member. Extra storage is always good. Adding a 2 terabyte SSD expansion into my PS5 was fantastic. Having everything installed now with no more juggling installs. Eugene says, disk drive interface, USB-C, extra storage on a machine that already had a razor-thin margin and such raised price doesn't have to make sense. Oh, I don't expect them to make it make sense to me, Eugene. It's a business decision at the end of the day. Right? It's a business decision. They know they can do it. They they know that they can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is an assumption that the high-speed interface modification to the digital edition is free. The extra $30 is most likely due to the additional cost, logistics, packaging, cover plate. Okay, sh- sure, 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 sure. But track with me here. The disc version price isn't going up. <laughs> Why is, why is that not going up, right? I know intellectually why it's not. They know $4.99 is about as high as they can go. They know that. They do. They can't just suddenly be like, yeah, it's $550. But the digital version going up? Like, yes, but both got the modification. Right, so why am I only saving $50 by buying the digital version? Like, riddle me that, AOZ. Come on. You know I love you. I know you're an SIE. You're the man. But riddle me that, Batman. I'm not not saving $80 by buying the digital. I'm only saving $50. It's more expensive to buy the digital and the disk drive later. That don't make no sense. That doesn't make any sense, bro. Come on now. I know they're going to get away with it. They're the leader. Their, Their product's in greater demand. Apple gets away with it. Apple's like, you don't get a charger anymore with your phone. And people are like, yes, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. May I have another, sir? You know, they slap you in the mouth. No charger. No headphones. And it's more expensive. And you're like, I'll buy one. You can get away with that when you're in the lead. Meech with 25 months on a VIP morning chat and loan. I'm happy to be part of the Red Badge crew. Welcome back, Meech. The disc version has margins built in. You don't have to explain to me this to me intellectually or from a business standpoint. You don't have to. I get it. I can buy a digital right now for 400 and a disk drive for 500. And then when the new one launches, I can buy the disk drive for 500 and suddenly the digital's more expensive. And then I'm going to stare at a, di- a, a portable uh, an expansion hard uh, disk drive, I'm sorry, for $80. And I'm like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." Now, if they would have charged 420 for the digital, that would have made sense. Two gifted members coming in back-to-back. It's a double. That's also a 20-bomb layup. Thank you so much. The layup goes to RPG. That's such an easy, easy score. Puts it in so lightly. Thank you so much, RPG. Tempting one of the big boys to drop a 20-bomb. Let's get the scene switcher going so you guys can see. You guys can see my awesome... Whoop, that's not right. This right here. Look at that. And that's sick. Another shirt from Into the AM. Be sure to check out their collection. They're having a sale right now, and you can stack my code on top, code LONO, or IntoTheAM.com slash LONO. 
The comparisons are the old hardware and why the price needed to be increased on one and not the other, and it's because Sony doesn't subsidize their hardware and the digital was barely breaking even. I, 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 I get all of that. <laughs> do you stare at a God of War Ragnarok bundle and wonder why it's $20 cheaper? What do you mean? DK Bager with the gifted member continuing to push the line. Thank you so much, DK Bager. Little bit of a member train. Jump on, guys. You can gift one at a time. Don't let the big, big member bombs scare you off. Those single ones add up quick. Bundles always cost a bit less. Buy a Whopper and fries and large cola separately, and it's more uh, than the meal. It doesn't matter. You think the Javier Cotto comes in? We've not got to yell that name in a while, and he's here. Not only is he dropping the 20 bomb, he's the agents of chaos because he's pushing us past 25 all by himself. And then another one, a five bomb, comes in from Hex, and he pushes the line. We've got a bona fide member train happening right now. Get involved. Throw one in, throw a five in, throw a 20 in, throw a 50 in to get the Death Star on the screen. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Pushing the member count a little bit higher. If you guys just got a gifted membership, make sure and say thank you to the people that did that. Consider gifting a membership to pay it forward. Every 25, I give five. I already owe you. I'll do that later during the premiere. And another single member coming in from a man, Stone Spire and... Appreciate that. If you guys have been getting little housekeeping, little, little housekeeping, let me just say this very quickly. If you guys have been getting too many notifications from my channel, YouTube made a change where, like, every time I schedule a stream for members, it tells you, hey, he scheduled a stream. And then it tells you, he's going live in 30 minutes. And then it tells you, he just went live. That's absurd, okay? That's too many notifications. And I'm sorry about that. We're going to make a change today that should limit it to one notification per member stream okay we did some experimenting yesterday to to solve that issue and i am sorry that they made that change i'm excited that they're trying to tell you hey here's members content but they went way too far and we have come up with a solution for that so you should start getting less notifications as a member because you don't need three notifications for a stream that's a that is absolutely absurd so just a little housekeeping issue I acknowledge that's been happening, and I am sorry that's been happening, and we are trying to address that. A single gifted member from Joker Quinn, and Veter hits 16 months as a member. Does inflation have a role in the price? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, the disc version isn't getting touched by the price increase, only the digital, so... Yo, Web Dave, good to see you, my man. He says truth plus thirty dollars for the stand. That's my big. Uh, you know what I'm, I'm? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody's focusing on the fifty dollars, but do you know what the bigger cause for concern is? A five bomb comes in from Keithius, keeping the member train going. Thank you so much, and bumps the line to thirty-eight. Keep that member train going. Let's just see five bomb after five bomb. Thank you so much, Keithius. Let's get my brother Derek back in the member pool. I actually find the vertical stands not being included and sold separately. That's more concerning to me. That's Apple. That that smells like Apple to me. I'm not paying more and getting more. I'm paying more and getting less. The stand is a cosmetic. It came with the first one. It's just what Apple did. Apple's like, you don't get headphones or a charger. And the price went up. 
no, you will never convince me that them not including the stand is not a cause for like, ah, here we go. Here we go. Your product is so good and so in demand and you're crushing it that you get to be like, yeah, take it out of the box. They don't get that now. It's $30. Come on. What are we doing? No PS prior to the PS5 came with a stand. The only reason this one came with a stand was because it needed on the her it, it needed it was needed on the horizontal. No charger was imposed by the EU. Wait. Wait. Apple wasn't allowed to include chargers because of the EU? Is that true? I've never heard that before. Doc says, I'm sad. Sony's not Sony anymore. This console war stuff is no longer fun. Doc. It's like in it's like when you're at the game, right? And one team has like 52 points and the other team can't even kick a field goal and everybody just leaves. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all are down bad right now cuz of Forza, you know. I can always tell. I can always tell when Xbox is doing bad. I get attacked for the most minor things. I get attacked for the most minor things. Can you believe what this guy said? What? What did I say this time? You know, I trim my nails on a Tuesday. Can you believe it? He doesn't trim his tails. He doesn't do it on the weekend like a real man. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys have really got to be down right now. What is going on? <laughs> it's, I know it's bad. I know it's bad right now. I know it's bad. Wait a minute. Yeah, I flipped that around on you, didn't I? <laughs> my favorite doc. This is my favorite. I was watching Brad Sam's video, okay? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably react to your video, Doc. We're resurrecting reaction content, but I'm going to do it on a separate channel, Reforge Reacts, because it's a very different vibe, and I don't necessarily want to put it here. Uh, but I'm going to react to your Sony Out of Touch video, I think. I think. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> your video was recommended right below Brad Sam's video where Brad Sam says Sony claims victory over Xbox and then you're down below like this <laughs> Sony's losing touch <laughs> I was like well there's two ways look at this let's see what both of these gentlemen have to say and uh, yeah it, it was it was good it was good perspectives like two different perspectives on what's going on because Brad Sam's is like this is a loud and clear message Sony's like we don't even care about Xbox anymore. Xbox who? What's the price point on their console? Who gives a frick? Ours is 550 Why? Because we said so. And no, you don't get a vertical stand. You gotta buy that for 30 And yes, if you buy the disk drive later, it's 80 and that makes it more expensive than the disk drive version. Shut the frick up and buy it. Like, that's what they're doing. They're like, we don't care. But the Series S is only... Then buy the Series S. That's their attitude. They're like, we don't give a frick. They're not, we're not even considering them anymore. I thought Brad's take was good. I kind of agreed with them. I was like, yeah, I think that's one way to look at this. Is that uh, Sony looked at the market and said, price isn't an issue anymore. You know? You know? Pretty I was right. I have way more subs than that Sam guy. No. No, you don't. <laughs> No, you don't. Brad Sams has got a pretty good-sized channel. You should be subscribed to him. He covers Xbox stuff. He's usually in their corner. Uh, he has 51,000 subscribers. I, I think he's good. He's a really good content creator. I like his content as well as yours. 
Why should they? Xbox isn't competing where it matters. Exclusive software. You're right about third-party devs. They're going to support the best-selling console, a.k.a. the PS5. Listen to me. Listen to me, y'all. The pendulum. That pendulum's going to swing. It already is swinging. Hey, let me pretend, bro. Your viewership to sub ratio always blows me away, though. It always blows me away. I'm like, this guy's pulling two and three K views, and he's got you don't even have you don't even have ten K subscribers. That's not a slam. That's praise. It's like this guy doesn't even have ten K subscribers, and his videos pull two and three K views. Get the frick out of here! Golly, I have uploads that do that well, and I've got I've got three more than three times your subs. It's freaking annoying. Freaking annoying. <laughs> I need to put on a tank top and stand in a bathroom or wherever that is that you stand. <laughs> I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. PS5 is outpacing the Switch, by the way. Right, when you start outpacing the Switch, now the real interesting thing is going to be, the real interesting thing, and one of the reasons, one of the reasons I'm, I, one of the reasons I think that they're trying to ramp up distribution is I think PlayStation knows that Nintendo is coming. Nintendo is coming. It's like, yeah, they might look like they're kind of they're kind of having a tiny little downturn. Dude, they're Godzilla dipping their head for a drink. They're going to come blasting back up next year with the new Nintendo Switch. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is going to be I, it's going to be I'm telling you 2024 is going to be wild, right? You got me laughing out loud at work. <laughs> I, it's like I, I invest all this time and all this energy and I'll, I'll just put on a freaking tank top stand in a bathroom. Goodness gracious. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'll get more views, you know? I think it helps, you know, I think it helps when you when you have nice arms, you know, and I, I, yeah, I got a nice beard too. I think the beard works. I say keep it. Don't ever shave your head again though, all right? We don't need your brother calling you the Puerto Rican Lex Luthor. But I think next year is going to be crazy. 2024 is going to be bonkers. 2023 has been bonkers with the cadence of games, like big, big games. Boom, 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 right? Hi-Fi, Hogwarts, bam, 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 all year. Game after game after game after game after game. And then next year is going to be the year of, I think, of, of hardware. It's going to be Nintendo Switch. It's going to be PS5 Pro. If they ramp up PSVR 2, if the portal continues to ramp up and distribute well, I think that's where we're headed. Next year's, like, the theme of next year is going to be hardware distribution. Just both Leviathan companies, just PlayStation and Nintendo, just absolutely going crazy. And I actually think this is this whole pendulum swing of they're going to dominate the hardware. It's going to enable PlayStation to do this. PlayStation's like, yeah, you don't get a vertical stand, and this is more expensive, and that's more expensive. They're going to continue to do that, by the way, because they can. The market will allow them to. This is what companies do, right? When demand is high, prices go up. When demand is low, prices go down. Like, this is basic economics. When a market has got a dominant leader, and demand for their product is very high, we saw this with Apple over the years. So that, I think, is why you're seeing an acquisition pendulum swing because Xbox is saying, we can't do that. Can't do it. We will not be able to do what Nintendo's doing because literally nobody can do what Nintendo's doing. And PlayStation has absolutely taken over console. Like, they're the premium console. That's it. That race, that fight is over. Well... The only way you feed an ecosystem is with content. 
Phil said it in an email. So I think this is the future. Like the PlayStation 5 Slim, it's not a Slim, but you know what I'm saying. The PS5 Slim is sort of the beginning of what I've been thinking is coming is this sharp divide. All the platforms are going to be so distinct. There's no longer going to be this, well, you know, they're kind of similar. No, no, they're going to be completely different. Nintendo's been doing their own thing for a very, very long time. It's always kind of seemed, you never see those memes on Twitter where they're like, there's two people fighting and there's like somebody in the background just like drinking a drink. And they're always like, that's Nintendo as Xbox and PlayStation like duke it out. I honestly feel like that's changing, right? No, no, Doc bashed Sony constantly, but he owns a PS4 and a PS5 that makes him a Sony bot. I don't understand like having to put people in categories so you can call them a name. I don't understand that. I, I stopped doing that when I you know when I wasn't like on a playground and seven years old. I so what? And I don't think he bashes Sony constantly. I think he has preferences, and those preferences determine what he praises and what he criticizes. Right? I mean, the man basically said Recore was more fun than God of War Ragnarok. Like, okay. I thought Recore was awesome. I thought the ending was all jacked up pacing-wise when you got to the pyramid that kept getting harder and harder and harder as you went up, and the only way to get strong enough was to go grind, like, really weird side trail missions and stuff. But I thought, you know, okay, this is a picture into a man's preferences, and that's going to determine where people go. Like, my preferences are I like action-adventure RPG open-world games. So where do you think I'm going to land, right? It's just the way people are. Build a strong PC that'll keep you in uh, in the now until past 2030. I'll tell you one reason that I'm not too keen. Uh, like, I'm more... And this, is, this relates to the PS5 Slim. This relates to the PS5 Pro. The reason I'm way more inclined to buy a PS5 Pro. Okay. So, let's just do the math. I bought a PS5 and a PSVR 2. That puts me out a little over a grand. Okay. And let's just say I spent that between 2020 and now. So over three years, you know, I spent a grand. That's not that much. If you have a PC and you're upgrading it periodically, that's still, I'm still kind of ahead of you. You're going to, you're going to probably spend more than me if you're buying like a reasonable gaming rig. And then over the course of three years, maybe you upgrade a couple of the peripherals or maybe you buy a VR. Okay. That's not cheap. The VRs are not cheap. VRs are going to cost you around 500 or more, okay? So I'm I'm still, I think, economically, I'm still ahead of somebody that's, like, heavily investing in I want to have gaming PC experience. And then if next year, late next year, they drop a they drop a PS5 Pro and I buy that, I'm still within the hemisphere of, like, I'm not outspending a front-of-the-line gaming rig person, like front-of-the-wave gaming rig person. And when you're on a gaming rig, you got to put up with the bad ports this year, you got to put up with the, the absolute abysmal state of when a game lands multi-platform, and unless it's Capcom, you don't get a good game, right? I, that's why I'm like, ah, I don't really, I don't really want that. What's an action RPG again? I know there's a... Listen to me. That clip where I said... There's a clip floating around where I said action RPG is like a new category or whatever. That's being ripped out of context. I was talking about open world action RPGs like Horizon Forbidden West. I wasn't talking about Diablo from like what? 20 years ago. I was talking about it's a new concept. That's what always happens, man. 
Like, we're having a 20-minute conversation. We get in the lane or the vein of talking about, like, Horizon Forbidden West and these open-world games, these open-world action-adventure games that I believe are action RPGs. I'm not thinking about Diablo. So I say, this is a new category. It's, you know, maybe in the last 15 years. Funny enough, if you go research when the first, like, third-person, open-world-style action RPG came into existence, right on time. It was about 15 years ago. I wasn't talking about the entirety of the genre, but when you have, you know, smear merchants that do that kind of thing, like, come on. Like, that... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. To be that desperate, like, to watch two-hour streams, like, come on. Like, that's just ridiculous. We... In in the vein of categorizing games, that, 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 that subject is exhausting. I saw people saying that Zelda, classic Zelda, is an action RPG. Really? Huh. It's interesting. <laughs> That's an action RPG. I always thought those were classic adventure games, but whatever. Seeing how Sony is trying to move older stock, making the OG digital system more cheaper than this new version is a good strategy. Making the OG... Oh! I didn't even consider that. So they they likely are making more of the current digital version than the disc version would be my assumption because I think it probably sells faster because it's cheaper. So I never even considered that. Leo Mara said that in the in the members only Discord. Somebody's going to go to the store and they're going to see the old digital version for 400, the new digital version for 450, and they'll clear out the the old digital version stock faster. That's actually freaking mm. That's a point I wish I would have considered. That's a very good point. That would have rounded out some of my commentary in the opening monologue because if you go to the store and the new digital version's 400 and the old digital version's 400, which do you think you're going to freaking buy? I wouldn't be surprised if by the time these things hit the store, the disc version, the old disc version of the PS5 is a lot harder to get your hands on. It'll be the new disc version, the new digital version, and then the old digital version. You'll have those three largely on the shelves at stores so they raise the price on the digital and then put the OG on sale it's not cheaper though that's not actually cheaper it's the same price it doesn't matter Gilly if you go to the store that's what you're going to see think like the consumer Gilly you go to Target and you're like I'm going to get myself a Playstation 5 I'm going to get Billy a Playstation 5 and they have three options they have the old digital for 400, the new digital for 450, and then the disc for 500. Well, the, the old digitals are going to sell like crazy. They're the cheapest. They're the cheapest. They'll pull those from the stores when the regions hasn't rolled out. Oh, and sell in the regions that haven't rolled out. That's exactly right. Add your flavor text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need my I need my um shoot. I need Butters to help me. Butters, how do I set up my um, my meta my meta uh, referral link? Where do I go to do that? Because we're going to want that text in the unboxing video as well. Yeah, I didn't think about that, Eugene. They'll pull and they'll only sell the old versions in the regions where um, where the, the new version's not there yet. But I still think what Leo Mara is saying stands to reason if you go to the if you go to the um the PlayStation Digital or the PlayStation Store and you say I've been doing that a lot and you say, you know, oh, I'm going to get myself a digital 
they're going to have the older version for less money. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to you're going to buy the older version. They'll sell through the older version really really fast. They've let go all the writers and directors on Daredevil again. Series getting entire oh golly. Close to cancellation, I would imagine. They're not making any more of the original PS5 when the new gets released. Right, Liam, they're still going to have stock to sell, though. You can't rewrite history and say the digital is cheap. It's not. The new one's more expensive. You can't frame it that way. It's disingenuous, not you in general. Gilly, no one's framing it in that way. No one's saying it's cheap. When you say it's cheaper, that's accurate to say. It's totally accurate to say that the old digital version will be cheaper at that point. That's a, that's a comparative word. Cheaper? Cheaper than what? Cheaper than the new digital. Cheaper than the disc. So it will likely sell faster. That was Leo Mara's point. Is that if you go to buy, and there's still old digital versions in stock, you're going to buy that. That's going to sell way faster. Because it's like, it's 400 bucks. Well, this one's got a slightly larger hard drive, and you can add a disk drive to it later. And they're like, well, that's worth 50 bucks, but the other people will say, no, race to the bottom. Give me the cheapest thing you got. No one's saying it's getting cheaper or going on sale. Nobody's saying that. Like, you're pulling your guns from your holsters to shoot a bandit that isn't here. Like, nobody is indicating that. Leo Mayer was simply saying, as a strategy, having that price hierarchy will help sell the old version of the digital. That's all he was saying. Is there going to be a pro coming soon or just the slim? They're not calling this a slim, but we're all going to probably continue to call it the slim. They're not calling it the slim. This is the new PS5. So going forward, when you go to buy a PlayStation 5, this is the one you'll be able to buy. It's cheaper than the new one. The old has not changed in price. It's not any cheaper than it has been. It's not cheaper in and of itself. Nobody was saying that it was, Gilly. You're on, you're, you're on guard for something that isn't even necessary. Nobody is saying that. Can't even get an OG PS5 digital... They don't even sell it on the direct store. So maybe they're already ramping down production then. Maybe they're already ramping down production because of this. That might make sense as to why the last couple times I've gone to the direct or the or the website, only the disc version was available. It's likely because they went to the production lines of the digital and said, start making this new SKU. Start making this new base model. And then they continue to work through the disk drive, you know, the disk drive uh, versions. Then that those production lines will stop. They probably already have. And then they'll sell through that stock. And then the only the new version will be available. The only way they're hitting 25 million and the only way they're hitting the distribution that they need you to, to hit their goals is they would have had to have stopped making the digitals a long time ago and started making the new ones. There's no way you've got you've got to be able to have millions of these things ready to go by holiday. The digital was such a razor razor thin margin they basically stopped producing them. Oh. Well, there you go. That's probably another reason they decided to raise the price. They're like, we don't like having razor thin margins on something that we're selling millions of copies of, you know? The PS5 pricing is one last gut punch by Jim Ryan before heading out into the sunset. That man's going to head out into the sunset with record-breaking PlayStation 5 saturation. He ain't going to hurt him at all. Um, hang on. Menu. What do I do? Oh, my referral link. Oh, it's in the app. I go to... Where are you? You just clicked on menu? Can I do that on the mobile app, Butters? Because we, we want to include the referral link in the video. I've got a... Um, 
I've got the meta unboxing today. Where is it? Yeah, I don't ha- Wait, wait, refer a friend. I got it. Thank you. Thank you, Butters. I found it. You are the best. We have a Meta 3 unboxing today, and if you guys use my referral link um, when you sign up, it will um, it will give us both. We both get a $30 gift card, right? Like a $30 credit in the store when we do that, Butters? Next year, Reforge Rose Pumpkin Spice Edition. <laughs> the faceplates are com- uh, confirmed, too, for the new model. I don't think that's as big of a deal. I saw people bringing up the faceplates not being compatible, and I was like, okay, let's everybody just calm down. How many people who currently have faceplates are going to buy this thing and be upset about that? What? Five people in the world? There's not going to be that many existing customers that do that. The the, the lion's share, 95% of the people buying this thing are buying it either brand new or maybe as like a second PlayStation 5. The, the, the percentage of consumers who are like, well, I have Spider-Man plates, and if I buy that, I can't use them. Well, who are you? Why are you doing that? You, that's not the majority of the consumer base that's buying this device. That's not. So I don't think that's as concerning as, again, in order of severity, I think the vertical stand being sold separately is the biggest thing. Don't know. We don't want this to become like Apple taking chargers and headphones out of the box and charging us more. I think that's bad. There's no way to stop it when the company's doing so well and their product is so well in demand. Has anybody been able to stop Apple from doing that? Have we been able to? No. Okay, well, that's that standard's already now set. PlayStation's already laying groundwork to give you less in the box for more. That sucks, okay? The next thing that, that I find frustrating is the $50 price increase because basically I don't save $80 by opting out of the disk drive. I only save 50 and it's more expensive than the previous digital model. And I think it's fair for people to say why. Well, business reasons, sucker. Like we don't, we, we know that the market will support this. Sorry. And then the next very minimal thing is the plates not being compatible. I don't think that's that nearly as important. I don't think it's nearly as important or a big of a deal. We just hit one hour in the stream, guys. We've been streaming for an entire hour. Do me a favor. Let's get 300 likes on this video. We need 50 more likes. Keep the gifted members rolling. Let's hit that Let's hit that Fright Night goal. We can easily get there. I, we, we only need like 500 more members, and we have blasted through those goals before, and we could definitely do that. Already off to a really, really strong start today. If you can't do a membership, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button. That enables you to talk in chat and hit the like button. Those are free, and it supports the channel, and it makes sure that you get a chance at that gifted membership. And we also want to make sure my brother Derek gets a gifted membership at least before Friday. Uh, I think next year will be big for Sony, but not only because of the PS5 Pro, but 2024 is also the 30th anniversary of the PlayStation, so saving certain announcements uh, for the May showcase for the 30th, event may make more sense that may make sense as to why they bump stuff to next year they're like let's just sandbag they're already having an increase this year that's great for your shareholders spidey's gonna push everything into 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 overdrive and so they're sandbagging they're kicking stuff down the road they're kicking stuff to the next fiscal year why i well, gotta keep the shareholders happy you got to keep the shareholders happy, right? You got to keep mo- moving those percentages every single year. Phil Spencer's talking about prices of consoles and stuff won't go down. Yeah, prices aren't coming down. No, 
No. I Again, you can explain all of this to me intellectually. From a business standpoint, I get it. I get it, but it's totally valid for the consumer to go to the store and say, well, that's kind of dumb. Like, expressing your desires as the consumer is totally fine. The challenge is, is that, as I said during the show open, money holds the bullhorn and yells the loudest. Money talks way louder than your your crying on Reddit or Twitter. Well, this isn't fair, and they're just greedy. Eh, welcome to the world. Like, it's not even welcome to the real world. Let's welcome to the world. Welcome to reality. All these companies are driven by greed and raising prices and margins. You think there's companies out there that are that are trying to get your business because they're altruistic and they like you? Like, get rid of that doe-eyed sentimentality. They're all doing it. You're allowed to say you don't like it, but it ain't gonna change anything. Abe tries to call his shots. He says, feed, and he gives a member and he goes to Epsilon Gaming. Let's get Derek a membership. I don't know what's going on with Feed's account. Mark Miller, I'm not, you've got it. You've got, I think you've clearly got something wrong with your account. I don't think I can in good conscience continue to tell people to try to give a membership to Feed. I genuinely think there's a conflict at some level. Either it's a branded account or you you have the thing turned off. I have no, I don't know. We we can't keep pushing that though because I don't think it's possible. There's some kind of a conflict with his account. We can't get him a, a membership for some reason. By now, he should have gotten one. He's been here enough with the new account. Uh, Derek says, I can't believe there's no $5, uh, $5 footlong at Subway anymore. That's true. The $5 footlong is gone. That is true. Sony pushes the person pushes the person on Twitter crying to the side while others are lined up to give Sony their money. That's exactly right. Like, I made reference in the show open. Guys, I need 50 more likes on this video. There's 622 people here. Lurkers, make sure you've clicked it. Make sure it's not glitching out on you. We've got to make sure we nail that on the hour. The, the one hour mark is when we got to try to push that. Abe's trying to call his shots. Gifted the member to Derek. Says, prices go up. Live with it, says Derek. Well, and it goes to Dreyu. Thank you so much, Abe. Abe sets up a nice layup, though. A nice. Look at that. Look at that. 40 out of 50. You to man, Abe. That's an easy one. That's a 10 bomb. Prices go up. Deal with it. Well, and yeah, so I made mention of this during the show open. I said, listen. I said, listen. Fortnite skins are commonly criticized for being too expensive. Commonly. $20? $25 for a skin? Yeah. Yeah. That's too expensive. Says who? What do you mean? What's what's too expensive? What do you what too expensive? More expensive? Not it should be cheaper? Why why? According to who? Joker comes in, gifts a member. Raven comes in, gifts a member. Little member train going right off of Abe. Abe does it first, and now we got two more people following suit and pushes us to 42, the meaning of life. Thank you so much, 42 members on the day. Goes to Jordan and Austin. You don't like Sony's vertical stand or the price difference. Don't buy a slim. Don't buy uh, buy a used PS5 or don't buy it at all. Right. That's the only way you will have an impact on what a company does. That's it. So no, that's the only way. You can't impact the company and their business decisions purely by yelling about it on Twitter. 
that's just not going to do anything. Now, you might be able to yell about it on Twitter and get a bunch of people to agree with you, and then all of those people decide they're not going to support it and they're not going to buy it, like the vertical stand. If if no one buys that vertical stand, Sony's going to evaluate and say, "Um, well, maybe we should sell it for $10 maybe we should just start bundling it in (laughs) you know if nobody buys it that's the only way you're going to see a change in that practice generally speaking I think you know Apple and the chargers and the headphones the reason that people just sort of just took it was because they either already had a charger or you need the charger a stand's not required it's a lot easier for people to opt out of buying a vertical stand than a freaking charger Brian with 14 months of membership. The false concern from Microsoft fans crying about Sony's business plan is mind-numbing. Love the content. Keep it up. Well, yeah. I mean, they got to be concerned about something because they can't really talk about Forza, can they? I'm sure Forza's just being review-bombed on Steam and the Xbox. Or Oh, no, no. I know what it is. It's a bad port. Yeah, that's why. That's why Forza's tanking right now. Sure. They can't talk about that, so they gotta talk about, you know, the the PlayStation 5 Slim. <laughs> Imagine paying for the same console, nothing different. Come out with games. Imagine thinking that that's the target audience. You think that that's what people are doing? So you think there's 40 million PlayStation 5s in circulation right now. And you think that the target audience of this new PlayStation 5 is all of those people? It's sad that PlayStation has no games and they want to drop a slim PS5. No games like Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 are arguably one of the top charting games this year. What do you mean they have no games? What, what Compared to what? What are you comparing their no games to? What? I'm trying to hear all the other games. I don't. I don't know what games you're talking about, so you'd have to fill me in. You're arguing against what sounds like an ideal. The ideal being like, well, they don't have any games. They're focused on, well, you got more controllers than games on the other side. So what are you talking about? Trash, same game. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Is Forza Motorsport a brand new game? Is it even complete? Is it? I mean, if we're going to compare platforms and we're going to compare cadence of games, well, then let's do it. How's Forza Motorsport doing? How is it doing? How is Fallout 5 doing? I mean, Starfield. How did Redfall do? Like, do you see? Come on. You're, the idea that, like, oh, PlayStation doesn't have any games, they're just launching a new console, why would you buy another console that's exactly the same as the last one? Nobody's doing that. This is for new customers. This is for the fact that they're trying to sell 25 million PlayStation 5s in 2023. They're trying to ramp up distribution and saturate the market. You're not even looking at the reality of what Sony is planning on doing. And it's always the same, right? It's a claim that, like, PlayStation has no games, and you list all the games, and what do they do? Those are movie games. Those games are lame. They do commercially incredibly well. They're critically acclaimed, and they win awards. What else do you have to say? What? What are your games doing, other than rolling out patches? I love the new phrase, at launch. Like, that's the new thing, right? Well, the game was bad at launch. The game didn't have this at launch. This game looks better than our game at launch. Gee, many Christmas. Like, if we're actually going to compare cadence and quality, I don't think this year really goes to... (laughs) 
There's no way. There's no way. You want to give it to the other side? Go ahead. Go ahead. You got Redfall, a game that's getting like a 70, and a game that's getting like a 44% and is missing stuff. Go for it. If that's a good year for you, if that's a banner year, then the rest of this generation is going to absolutely suck balls for you. <laughs> if that's... If 2023 is a banner year for Xbox, I don't even have to say anything. i just take a sip of my coffee. Y'all get so little for so long that you think this year is a victory lap. Like, okay. So he says something bad about PlayStation. Your defense is what about Xbox? No, he said something that is unsubstantiated about PlayStation. He said, you get no games. I said, what are you talking about? We got Spider-Man 2. We got Final Fantasy 16. We also got Burning Shores DLC. And he says, oh, trash game, same game. So I said, okay, well, let's compare it to the other side. Obviously, if you're going to argue that PlayStation has no games, you're arguing against an ideal. Well, what's the ideal? Well, obviously, you're thinking about the other side, are you not? What was he thinking about Nintendo, Aerodimus? I love how you're always waiting in the wings, by the way, Aerodimus. You're always waiting in the wings. Some guy comes in, clearly baits, says trollish, unsubstantiated nonsense about PlayStation. PlayStation has no games. People are just going to buy another console. That's literally not the goal of the new PlayStation 5 at all. You guys are all the same. You say something incredibly inane. I react to it. I respond to it. And you say, yep, look at this pony bashing Xbox. You're predictable and boring. You're predictable and boring. You do the same thing every time I do a stream. I didn't cover Starfield for 20 days. Finally cover Starfield, and folks like you come out of the woodwork with your stupid little side jabs and side comments because you're predictable and sad. That's all. You gotta feed you gotta feed the salt shakers, right? They can't make content on their own, so you gotta do their work for them. Tired, worn out t-shirt that nobody wants. Here comes the salt. I'm super salty right now as I calmly dissemble this predictable pattern of any time I try to talk about PlayStation, I gotta hear canned NPC responses, and if I react to it, push back on it, and state, I don't know, basic facts like Xbox hasn't had a banner year, if we're actually gonna compare the platforms where their games are landing commercially and critically, do you really wanna have that comparison? I find it funny that you ding people all the time that do whataboutism and you just did it. I didn't do whataboutism. I pushed back on what he said and defended the fact that there are games coming out. You're ha- you're having a really hard time here, Aerodimus. I keep having to retread history with you. Maybe rewind the video since you're having a really hard time keeping up. Rewind the video and maybe slow it down. Like maybe 0.5 would help you because you seem slow. I told him there are games that came out this year. There are good games that we're getting. And what did he say? Trash game, same game. And I said, okay, well, if the games are trash and the games aren't enough, well, let's look at the other side then. Clearly, you're making a comparison to the other side. What am I supposed to conclude about somebody coming in and just bashing Sony for being trash and having no games? What am I supposed to conclude? He's clearly arguing against an ideal. 
What ideal is he arguing against? Which one? Which ideal? If he doesn't like PlayStation and he thinks they don't have enough games in their trash, I mean, why even come to a PlayStation stream? You have to assume that this guy thinks Xbox is better. I think that's a fair assumption. It's not, it's not any different when somebody says things about Xbox. Typically, when someone starts criticizing Xbox for having no games or not having quality games, it's typically a Sony fan, right? It wasn't even one aboutism. It's like, if you're going to claim that this cadence of games is bad, let's look at the other cadence of games this year. Who's doing it better? I think that's fair. It's not what aboutism. It's called compare and contrast. Do you know what that is? Maybe in the time that you're re-watching my video at point five, you could go to dictionary.com. You'll have enough time in between me sounding like I'm talking really slow. Go to dictionary.com. Compare and contrast is completely fair. If you're going to say that the cadence of games over here isn't as good, well, is the cadence of games and the quality of games better over here? Let's do a compare and let's do a contrast. Let's do it. Who has more games? Who has better games this year? That's all. That's all I was saying. Maybe he's a Nintendo fan? I mean, listen. Nintendo wins this year, honestly. (laughs) Well, no, Mario RPG's not coming out, neither is that Peach game. Nintendo got Zelda and Mario Wonder. They got two. Was there another one this year that was really big for Nintendo? Pikachu, Detective Pikachu was probably pretty big. They probably have had the better cadence of first-party games this year. Honestly, Nintendo probably wins if we really want to be honest about it. I saw your DM. JW with five gifted memberships. Thank you so much. Listen, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The people that come here and want to clip snipe, it doesn't matter how careful I am. It doesn't matter how much I ignore their obvious baits. I had the most carefully constructed stream I could possibly do yesterday, and they still did it. So... It's like, it doesn't really matter, guys. It doesn't matter how careful I am, how diplomatic I am. It doesn't matter how how kind I am. They're going to do it no matter what. Because they're pathetic. Like, pathetic people are going to be pathetic. They can't help themselves. They live on the bottom of the shoe, so they're just going to constantly lick the crap at the bottom. You can't stop them from doing it. JW, thank you for the five spot. Can't ignore it. You can't ignore somebody. When they come in here with a with a badge and they're gonna, a purple badge and they're going to be talking nonsense. If you compare PlayStation 2022 to 2023, PlayStation released a first party AAA game this year. They haven't released a roadmap. Okay, is that a problem? Why is that a problem for PlayStation? Walk that walk me down through that, Aerodimus. <clears throat> why does why does PlayStation? need to do those things why I've, I've, I've gotten PSVR 2 games I've gotten a PSVR 2 I got uh, Burning Shores DLC I got Final Fantasy 16 I got Spider-Man on the way that's pretty good year in my book weaker year than last year sure but that's pretty good year in my book what's the problem with the AAA game launching later in the year Again, if I'm comparing to another platform, even Nintendo up to now did Zelda. 
And then Detective Pikachu, I guess you could consider that like quasi first party because they own like 33% of Pokemon or whatever. But then Mario Wonder's going to come. So even Nintendo's not sitting here cranking out a trip, a first party AAA like every, every quarter. Even Nintendo's not doing that. So I'm not sure what the issue is. Why are we holding them to this standard? Where's the roadmap from Nintendo? Where's the roadmap from Xbox? Do they have roadmaps right now? Where are these roadmaps that you're that you're expecting from Sony? Why is Sony expected to pump out AAA games at a cadence that we're not seeing even from Nintendo? Why are we expecting a AAA cadence from Sony that do you really think do you really think Xbox has done that this year? This isn't what aboutism. What I'm saying is look at the industry. Why is your expectation for PlayStation's AAA cadence to be greater than anybody else? Why? Have you gotten that AAA cadence from Xbox? I don't think you have. Because you can't count Redfall. It's trash. You can't count Forza Motorsport. It's clearly not ready, and it's scoring terribly. So you got Starfield. Congratulations. That's one. After last year, what an amazing year you're having. And Sony is held to this standard. It's like, well, where's their AAA games? What are you talking about? Burning Shores was a substantial, awesome DLC for one of their first-party titles. They had a first-party PSVR 2 title drop in Call of the Mountain. They had basically, in essence, a first-party title with Final Fantasy 16, and now they've got Spider-Man 2 on the horizon. Why are you holding them to a standard that no other platform's hitting? Shouldn't we hold the market leader to a higher standard? Why? Why? Like, compare all the platforms. Do it. You call it what aboutism? No, I got approached from somebody with an ideal. Where is that ideal coming from? Who in the market is setting the standard that you think that's that's what they should be doing? Oh, well, now the comeback is, well, yeah, sure, you know, uh, you know, Microsoft's not doing it. Well, Nintendo's amazing. Look at Nintendo's dominance. Is Nintendo cranking out is Nintendo cranking out some big AAA first-party title every quarter? Yeah, you want roadmaps? What about the coming to Xbox in the next 12 months? What about that? How well did that work out? A roadmap dominated by third-party titles and games that didn't make it. What an amazing roadmap you got there. A roadmap that led to a car crash. Congratulations. You're holding PlayStation to a standard that I don't see in the market. I don't see that pattern in the market. I don't. Even last year, even last year, what was it? It was Horizon Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7, and God of War Ragnarok. And we know that Forbidden West was delayed. So basically last year should have been just two. It should have been just two. You got three because Forbidden West got delayed. So everybody likes to do that, right? Everybody likes to contextually be critical and then ignore their criticism. So all year during the year where like Horizon Forbidden West came out, and Gran Turismo 7 and, and God of War Ragnarok. We constantly had to hear about, yeah, but they were delayed, but they were delayed, but they were delayed. And now it's, well, that year you got three titles, and this year you're basically only getting one. Oh, okay. I don't count Tilu Part 1 because it's a remake. I don't, I, don't, I don't count remakes in that total that year. 
2022 was a great year for PlayStation. Right, and you say that now, Aerodimus, but all year long during that year, we had to hear about how, well, of course you have more games launching this year because Horizon Forbidden West got delayed. God of War Ragnarok got delayed. That We had to hear that all year long. And now you we change the narrative. Now the narrative is, yeah, I mean, PlayStation had a great year in 2022. What's going on this year? What's wrong? You revisionist history liars. It's tiring. You just revise the history. Like, yeah, 2022 had an, un, I would say, an unusual spike of first-party presence because of delays. Why? What do you think happened? You didn't say that? Good for you. What do you think happened in 2022? Like, act like a detective. Why would PlayStation have more first-party games in 2022 than in 2023? Really put your thinking cap on and try to think about what happened in the years leading up to 2022. It's really tough. It'll take a long time. 2020 and 2021 were terrible. They were rough. Supply lines are constrained, developers are working from home, projects are getting delayed and canceled. And what's that lead to? It leads to a deluge in 2022. A bunch of stuff just gets, just gets folded and rolled over into 2022. So 2022 gets stacked, unusually full, specifically for PlayStation. Funny enough, all that happens in Xbox is like nowhere to be seen in 2022 at all. They're, they're, they're absent. They don't even show up to the party. Admitted this. I did. Freaking Spencer talks about this. Okay? So 2022 is this unusually stacked year for PlayStation. And now we're going to use that. We're going to keep going back to that and saying, yeah, man, something's wrong with PlayStation. They did this in 2022 and they can't do it this year. Yes, as you completely ignore nuance and global contextual realities of the economics of distribution of hardware as well as projects and games and timelines to get games to market. You're going to ignore all of those things that led to 2022 and act like, well, that's just the standard. If they're not doing that, then they're somehow failing. Xbox had a good 2021. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like debating that. I don't agree. I, I don't agree. They had a good 2021 and that made 2022 an awful year and people killed them. Yeah, this was supposed to be the comeback year. My question to you is... My question to you is, why are we holding PlayStation to a standard that number one is unreasonable, and number two, nobody else in the market's freaking doing it. Nobody else is doing it. They had an unusually big year in 2022, and you're like, if they're not doing that, then they're failing. Really? Is Nintendo doing that? They're they're massive. They're massive. They're 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 enormous. Nintendo's crazy good. Nintendo's crazy good, and guess what? They don't even do what you're asking. Where's the Nintendo roadmap? Now, they did a Nintendo Direct, and they just announced a batch full of titles, didn't they? Well, we got to stay to play from PlayStation, and what they do? They announced a batch full of titles. There's at least two titles coming in uh, first quarter of next year. Helldivers 2, and I forget the other one. Ron M., jumping back in as a member, thank you. Xbox can't even push the standard they set for themselves. Thank you. The, Xbox isn't even maintaining their own standards. 
What did Phil Spencer say in the kind of funny interview? What did he say? A big game every quarter at quality. Redfall? No. Forza Motorsport? No. So you got Starfield. So you're holding PlayStation to a standard that Xbox isn't hitting. Xbox set a standard that they're not even hitting for themselves. Nintendo isn't hitting that standard. It's unreasonable. Most of the industry, most of the industry is third party. It is. It is. It's third party. And first party sort of marketing punctuates those rhythms in in sort of a marketing way. Mirage is a good game. I actually liked it a whole lot more than I expected. I thought AC Mirage was good. So I think this is a completely valid discussion to have in a stream about the PlayStation 5 Slim because PlayStation is in a position of market dominance and they're constantly held to this weird standard by pro Xbox guys. And and here's the thing, Aerodimus, you don't get to come to the table as a consistently pro Xbox guy that context and that rapport that you have with me, you don't get to come to the table like a blank slate and act like, I don't know why you're doing these whataboutisms. What do you mean? If you're consistently waving the Xbox flag and then you hold PlayStation to a standard, what am I going to ask you? What do you think I'm going to ask you? That would be like you cheering for the Yankees and you start criticizing the Red Sox and I know you're wearing a Yankees jersey you got a Yankees ball cap on and you're criticizing the Red Sox it makes perfectly good sense for me to say well what about the Yankees you're over here wearing the jersey it makes perfectly good sense for me to do that because I know what side you cheer for this this bluster of like oh you're doing what about isms it's like No, you're expecting a market rhythm from a company that none of the other companies are doing. Why? Oh, 2022. I've I've, I've dismantled that. That doesn't make any sense. Why hold them to that? PlayStation can do no wrong. I've never said PlayStation can do no wrong. I spent the first hour of this stream being critical of them selling the stand separately. The $50 increase on the digital, not saving $80. And if I want to buy the disc drive separately, it's $80 and it's going to take me to a higher price point than buying the disc version. I was critical in the the entire open. I said, this smells like Apple. You're giving me less and you're making me spend more. None of that's going to get clipped and put into a Twitter thread or a salt mine because smear merchants and liars can't do anything else. They must lie. It's part of their brand. I sat here for a lengthy monologue and a lengthy discussion with the, with the community and was critical and said, this is not something I like to see. I don't like when a company hits such a level of market dominance that they can literally take stuff out of the box and sell it to me separately. That's how bundles work. That doesn't mean I have to like it. That doesn't mean I'm going to praise it. I don't care if that's how it works. It doesn't matter to me. The optics on it. The optics on it. It's like, what are you doing? You're taking stuff out of the box. And I was posed the question, where are the games? There are no games. And I was like, what are you talking about? We've gotten games this year. Price increases in a depressed market is anti-consumer, then do layoffs. You want to talk about layoffs? I don't think you want to talk about layoffs. One side's doing way more than the other in that department too. And there's no such thing as anti-consumer. 
there's no such thing as anti-consumer because the belief that something can be anti-consumer is the belief that something is pro-consumer. There is nothing that is pro-consumer. Nothing. Everything is pro-profit. There is no such thing as pro-consumer. It's a misnomer. It's not real. That's anti-consumer. Huh? What are you talking about? Raising prices in a depressed market is anti-consumer. You understand that raising prices is typically dictated by market demand as well as market research, and they know that the market will bear it. Meaning, your theory that the market is depressed and that they are being anti-consumer is unfounded. There, there. That's not a thing right now. That's not a thing. Oh, yeah, the market's depressed. Let's raise the prices. They're looking at the market and they're like, yeah, we can do this. Market will bear it. The demand for our product is incredibly high. The, the, the demand for our, our product is, is through the freaking roof. Cristiano Souza with a gifted member. Thank you so much. Pushing us a little bit closer to 50. <clears throat> like, this is a, it's a leisure market. Does anybody give Apple grief over the price of the iPhone? in this depressed market? Is it a problem that they they charge a lot of money for their stuff? They raise the price? People honestly out here thinking that gaming companies do pro bono work or that we've got somebody out there making video games as a not-profit company. I'll tell you what's going on. There is a narrative that has grown. Cristiano Souza with another gifted member. He's going to walk it all the way to 50 on his own. There is a growing narrative, and this is largely driven by, there are content creators that drive this narrative. Because they are, they because they, they basically capitalize on, another gifted member, thank you so much, Cristiano Souza. They basically capitalize on the anger and the emotions of the public. Okay? That's what they're doing. And they drive this us versus them narrative. So, anytime, JC with the Agent of Chaos. Thank you so much, JC. Bumping the line past 50. The man himself. He steps in and steals it away. So, the us versus them narrative is this idea that you're a pro corporate fill in the blank. That's what they'll call you. Why? Because they have positioned themselves as being, I'm against them. The irony here is that they literally earn a living off of what these corporations create. So their hypocrisy goes down to the marrow of their bones. But they continue to drive this narrative of it's us versus them. If they're they're trying to rip us off. They they this is they're being greedy. They're trying they're, you're a pro corporate blank. Because you're defending what they're doing. You're supporting what they're doing. What are you doing? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand. What are you doing? All you're doing is, is fostering this idea of is it's us versus the corporations. There is no consumer versus corporation relationship. That's not a thing. This isn't like you're not Robin Hood out here with your YouTube videos and your, and your sanctimonious tweets. You're not. All you're doing is is fostering an idea that every time a business does something, they're this greedy, awful overlord, and we've got to put a stop to it. 
How? How are you going to put a stop to it? Companies literally create a product. If the product is good, everybody wants it. And when everybody wants it, prices can go up. This is basic economics. That's basic economics, is that when you drive demand up, then you can charge more for the product. So demand for Fortnite skins went way, way up. So the price goes up. They make them really expensive. Demand for PlayStation 5 is through the freaking roof. They can raise the price. They can take stuff out of the box, and it won't hurt demand. And there's this weird idea that, well, it's us versus them. And anybody that doesn't burn the building down or refuse to buy or or speak out against it is is a, is some is some corporate shill. Nicholas Hill with a five dollar super chat tip: Why buy Xbox or PlayStation consoles when all their games are on PC or eventually be on PC? Because what you just said is demonstrably not true. PlayStation has a litany of games that are not on PC currently and may never show up there. So your question's presuming a falsehood. So that means your question's invalid. I, I Your question's better phrased if you don't include PlayStation. Why buy an Xbox when all their games launch on PC? That's an incredibly great question. PlayStation? What are you talking about? They don't launch day and date and a massive amount of their first party library is not on PC and may never be there. <clears throat> so... The question makes sense when you ask about Xbox, but the question doesn't make any sense when you include PlayStation, because it's like, there's so many games you cannot play right now on PC, and they don't even land day and date. They don't even land day and date. The the question you're asking about Xbox makes perfectly good sense. I ask that question all the time. I'm like, why do I have a Series X? I don't even need it. Everything launches day and date on PC. Prices not only can go up, but often they have to go up due to increased load on production, as well as a way to ease demand by price gating. Right. The the us versus them videos, this is what it does. I'm just I'm just gonna call it what it is. Cause these videos are out here everywhere. Okay. It allows somebody to posture self-righteous. And then you can garner all this support. Yeah, man. It, the, these corporations, they're ruining everything. Listen, 2023 has been one of the best years in gaming in a very, very long time. So you can keep yelling at corporations and you can keep acting as if like everything is terrible. But the grand like consumer hive mind is eventually going to wake up to the fact that what you're saying is just simply not true. What you're saying isn't true. And the fact that things might get more expensive or more costly, welcome welcome to adulthood. Hey, welcome to adulthood. What are you talking about? Everything's going up in price. I'm not saying it's exciting or good and we should throw confetti in the air. It's like, Yay! It costs more money to watch a movie now. Like, that, that's that's not at all what it is. But you single out gaming as if like gaming is somehow divergent from like the rest of the economic trends in the world. These companies are greedy. Did you just wake up? You've been asleep your whole life. What do you mean? They're greedy. All they care about is profit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you have any other? really pithy axioms to drop on me? What else do you got to say? 
Th this is what businesses do. When you th when a company goes into business to make a video game, what do you think they're trying to do? What do you think they're trying to do? You think they're trying to break even? Do you think they're trying to like? Did all that matters is the art? This this doe-eyed sentimentality that like gaming used to be about the art. Really? Have you ever studied the history of Nintendo? Have you ever studied the history of any of these consoles? Have you ever studied anything that went into any of these games and the money that was poured into it and the risk and the hope for profit? Like, <clears throat> wait, wait, what do you think they were doing? I'm not saying there aren't developers that really, really care about the game's quality and they want the game to be good, but if you think companies of the size that we're seeing or making all these games, do you think this was all born in some weird utopian setting of all they cared about was the passion and the art and they didn't care about profit? You're nuts. These They were spending millions of dollars to make, you know, like a Zelda or a Mario. You think they were doing that just because they were like, yeah, we really want gamers to have a good time. They were trying to make money. They were they were trying to make money. They always always been about money. Yeah, they work their devs like indentured servants for the art, right? Crunch culture emerged out of a passion for the art. Gaming is a safe haven for people that are likely being more sensitive when any aspect of it looks like it's becoming prohibitive. I think I honestly think that's what it is, Valiant. That's what it is. Like gaming is all about escapism and all of a sudden there are cracks in the surface and people are realizing that like gaming is a billion dollar industry. There's millions of dollars to be made here. Maybe all of these developers and publishers are primarily motivated by money. You know, and they—that's—that's they, that's sort of like this disillusionment of like, oh my gosh, I'm not—I'm not just getting to go live in a in a fantasy land anymore. Like reality is encroaching on their hobby. If you really, really love, you know, fly fishing, and you go and you fly fish on the weekends, you might get a little bit annoyed when you go to the store and your supplies that you need for your hobby go up in price you might you be like ah come on but generally speaking you're going into a context where the increase of price for your fly fishing stuff is like right next to the grocery store where prices are also going up so you just generally sort of accept like yeah this just sucks right now and then guess what you get to go do you get to go and you get to run and you can do your fly fishing now what many people have done within gaming culture is they're not just gaming in like a vacuum over here so like they buy the game and maybe they grumble about the price going up and then they go off and they game and it's like yeah I had a good time in the game a lot of the people that drive the narrative and the dialogue that is so drenched in this us versus them mentality it's because they don't just enjoy the hobby the hobby's interlaced with this we gotta talk, we gotta analyze, we gotta complain, we gotta gripe, so if this guy went and did fly fishing and then sat there and listened to podcasts about 
the fly fishing industry and how there are companies that are outsourcing production to other countries and everything is getting cheaper and breaking what's it going to do it's going to infect his ability to enjoy fly fishing he's not just sitting there with his feet propped well i know fly fishing you stand he's not just standing there fly fishing anymore He's like interweaving his experience with fly fishing with like this other thing like meh, 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 meh. Well, your supply lines got choked in America because of the president and, meh, 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 and they outsourced it and meh, 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 meh. and he's like yeah fly fishing is getting ruined. Well <laughs> if he if he if he was just fly fishing and not listening to all that it wouldn't infect his experience. Gaming's no longer like I'm going to go over here and escape and do it off in a corner with my buddies on a Nintendo. It's this yes, exactly, John. It's like this lifestyle thing now where it's everywhere you turn, it's well, this price is going up and oh, this company's better or this company's cutting corners and and obviously interlaced into all of this is the fact that like games keep launching broken or they're not ready and then we focus on that negative instead of focusing on the positive because it makes us feel empowered and and self-righteous and good about ourselves to like this gaming sucks it's like there's so many good games this year but we'll focus on all of the bad like this is just a common thing right now this this is a flat tire in the gaming community heavily heavily flat tired and i think so much of it is driven by that is that the gaming is no longer gaming it's like this it's like a lifestyle. Everything's interlinked. You don't just play a game. You play a game and then you tweet. And you chase the trophies so you can tweet about it. And you make fun of the people who don't get the trophies. Or, you know, you you clip things. Or you, you know, you, you go to forums and you complain about the bugs or the glitches. Or you complain about the fact that it takes too long. It's, it's all, it's no longer just over here anymore. Nicholas with a $5 super chat. Okay. What PlayStation games are coming to PC at all that I should care about as a PC gamer? I don't understand your question. Like, if I'm not sitting, I'm not trying to convince you that PlayStation games are great. If you want them, buy them. I'm not going to get a kickback from trying to convince you to buy a PlayStation game. Do your own research. I don't care. Like, Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PC. Go watch trailers. Decide for yourself. Like, well, convince me. What game should I care about? Do your own research. Go watch trailers. Be a consumer. What do you mean? I'm not a salesman for PlayStation. Oh, okay. Hang on. What's he saying? Uh, I literally only is unlike this. Uh, on PC, but unlike the shill, I will say it straight. I refuse to buy an Xbox love game pass on pc microsoft have me covered with it or not that's why so much of the pro xbox rhetoric has this aura of middle-aged guys trying to act like they're part of a crew and they're about to take over the streets they're not gaming it's a lifestyle you would be great at it Trying to convince somebody to get a video game has never made sense to me. I always tell people, here's the experience I had and I liked it. And they're always like, should I buy it? And I'm like, I don't know. Take what I said, look at the gameplay, and decide for yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you can't stand open-world action-adventure RPGs, then you're not going to like those games. 
I haven't had a chance. I didn't want to sidetrack the discussion. What's what's going on here with this cloud announcement? PlayStation 5 cloud streaming launches this month for PlayStation Plus premium members. Full details. Putting the freaking pedal down, aren't they? Streaming access includes supported PS5 titles on game catalog, game trials, and purchases from the PS Store. Since launching the all-new PlayStation Plus more than... Let's just read this on stream because it's, 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 it's what we're talking about. We got about 15 minutes till we typically go to the... Uh, we go to the um, the premiere anyway. I got a premiere today. I'm unboxing the Meta 3. <clears throat> um, play, PS5 Cloud Streaming launches this month. Okay, what are they saying? Since launching the all-new PlayStation Plus more than a year ago, we've seen such high engagement from our fans on our offerings from the quality titles. Off- this is Puff. What do you got? Today, we have more details to share about PS5 cloud streaming for PlayStation Plus premium members. Starting this month, we will begin launching cloud streaming access for supported PS5 digital titles within the PlayStation Plus game catalog and game trials, as well as supported titles in the PS5 game library that PlayStation Plus premium members own. Okay. Select PS5 games will be available for streaming, and we're planning to have hundreds of PS5 titles to support this new benefit. It includes top PS5 hits from PlayStation Plus games catalog, such as Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Mortal Kombat 11, Saints Row. Game trials for PS5 include Hogwarts Legacy, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, and Callisto Protocol. Additional PS5 digital titles... PlayStation Plus Premium members own that will be available for streaming, such as Resident Evil 4, Dead Island 2, Genshin Impact, Fall Guys, and Fortnite. Look at the resolution you can go up to. There's a very, these are a few examples of supported PS5 games that will include a cloud streaming option in addition to download. PS5 cloud streaming is exclusively available on the PS5 console at launch. Without having to download a game, players can access PS5 games streaming with their PlayStation Plus Premium membership. Additionally, PlayStation Plus Premium members will also see features available, including downloadable content and in-game purchases will be available for PS5 game streaming, including DLC and add-ons, similar to purchases from downloadable games. High-quality resolutions include 4K, 1440, 1080, 720, with 60 FPS and SDR and HDR output. Enhance Oh my gosh. Enhanced audio with supports for all PS5 audio capabilities, including 5.1 and 7.1, as well as Tempest 3D Audio Tech. Capture screenshots and record up to three minutes of video, which will be downloaded to your media gallery on PS5, also available in the media gallery. Since this will be a large undertaking for our teams to roll out, we plan to launch regionally. Uh, not surprising, they're going to go Japan first. Uh, gaming on the go, bigger there. Probably also a small, smaller market of consumers to test it with. Here are the launch dates. So October 17th, Japan. Europe's going to get it on the 23rd. North America's going to get it on the 30th. Um, I feel like this makes sense because the market, the consumer market for PlayStation, I believe, is bigger in North America. So they can they can spend the ramp-up roll-up, making sure things are stable before they get hit by their biggest consumer base. Cloud streaming through PlayStation Plus Premium is currently available in Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, Canada, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Ireland, Italy, Japan, Luxembourg, Malta, Netherlands, Norway, Poland, Portugal, Republic of Cyprus, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, United Kingdom, and the United States. Um, wait. I'm confused. So it's going to roll out Japan. Oops, sorry. It's going to roll out Japan, Europe, North America. And then it's saying cloud streaming through PlayStation Plus. 
premium is currently available and why is the United States listed this seems like I, I'm I'm having a hard time <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this so it's coming to Japan Europe and North America October 30th but they're saying right now it's currently available well why the United States are they just saying generically it's available in these areas are they talking about something different United States is in North America. We hope players will enjoy the new PS5 streaming feature that will be automatically added to their PlayStation Plus Premium membership. We'll continue to focus on evolving the features and the benefits of PlayStation Plus, so there's more to look forward to. So they're just saying some streaming. Oh, oh, PS5 streaming is new. They're saying cloud streaming is already available. Okay, got it. I was like, what's the difference here? That's why it was confusing. So there were people that theorized when the PlayStation Plus premium price hike happened that it was related to cloud. And they thought there was cloud stuff coming. Seems like it seems like those people were correct that potentially they were considering, hey, we got to kind of get things ready for cloud. PS Plus premium members have it now. Okay. would never use that streaming junk I think the cloud streaming I, I think I think PS5 cloud streaming is important because it's becoming an expectation within gamers um, I also think this could potentially be groundwork for you know my question is will the portal be able to use this this is 100% coming to the portal in the future how is it not going to be available on the portal day one because you can remote into your PlayStation 5 I literally just turn on my PlayStation 5 with my portal. Why would I not be able to do this? Now, that's two layers. I'm remoting to the PS5, and then the PS5 would be cloud. Like, you wouldn't want to do that. I'm just confused why you wouldn't have this available day one on the portal. The portal uses Wi-Fi to connect remotely to your PlayStation 5. Yeah, that's a lot of latency. That'd be like two layers of streaming. That would be stupid. Why would you not just cut the middleman out? PS Cloud Streaming, oh, PS5 Cloud Streaming is exclusively available on the PS5 console at launch. Ooh, that's really careful wording, isn't it? That's really careful wording. That'd be like 5 to 10 seconds, that's 5 to 10 seconds of latency. That's the point I was making, Wheezy. I was like, since I can remote into my PlayStation 5, and then I could potentially do cloud on the PS5, that would be stupid. Why would you not just cut out the middleman and have the portal just do cloud? And literally, the blog says, let me just show you. Um, Where is it? Where? Right here. Wrong frame. Right here. At launch. PS5 cloud streaming is exclusively available on the PS5 console at launch meaning that this 100% could roll out to the portal. I said that every time we talked about the portal, I said I feel like they're going to add cloud later. I feel like they're going to add cloud later. It's a Wi-Fi enabled device that remotes into your PlayStation 5. That's literally what cloud gaming is. You remote into another device and play on it. Like what the frick? Why would it not have cloud day one? I don't think they want cloud day one on the portal because they don't want the portal to be a standalone device. They want it to be an accessory to the PS5 because they're trying to sell as many PS5s as possible. They don't want a 199 accessory being an inroad to basically, oh, you don't need a PlayStation 5. So they're going to bring cloud to the portal. I, I would imagine 
Not until the PS5 Pro hits the market. Not until the PS5 Pro hits the market. They want to get PS5, normal PS5 saturation as high as possible before they give people an option of like, yeah, for $199, you can buy a device that means you don't need a PlayStation 5. It'll be on my phone as well. Well, cloud streaming through PlayStation Plus Premium is already available. This is PS5 cloud streaming. This is different. Can't you already do cloud streaming of with PlayStation Plus Premium? Can't you already do that on your phone with select titles? I don't do cloud streaming, so I don't know. But the way this reads, cloud streaming through PlayStation Plus Premium is currently available. This is PS5 cloud streaming. This is this is on the PS5. This is on the console. It was my understanding that you can cloud stream right now on a on a laptop, on a PC, on a mobile device. That's why people are like, why do I need a portal? Because you can already do some of it. You can just make the requirement that the portal always requires a home console before it can stream on its own if their goal is selling consoles to streaming-only buyers. Um... Let's see here. My referral link. This is my Meta Quest 3 unboxing video for you. Ah! My Meta Quest 3. Is light, comfortable. Okay. Can you use an Apple Watch without an iPhone? I actually don't know the answer to that question. Can you just get an Apple Watch and just use it without a... Wouldn't there just be features you can't use? Can't you just use the Apple Watch... I actually don't know the answer to that question because I've never gotten one. My wife has one, but she obviously has it synced with her iPhone. I stream on PS5 right now. It actually works a lot better than I thought. If you have premium, the portal will have all the PS5 has to offer. Parasita says, yes, you can. Louis says, yes. You just wouldn't have all the same features, right? You just couldn't get like your little message pings and stuff on the on the device. Um, I I have an idea about this. Oh, but then I can't do a redirect if I do that. Um, we can wait. Uh, I'm gonna schedule this for. Yeah, I'm gonna schedule this for twelve fifteen. We're too close to twelve right now. I don't want to. I don't want to rush. Uh, already cloud streaming on the PS4 and five via the Sony servers. Couldn't stream PS5 games until this update. 
You have to pair it with an iPhone to do anything, including software updates. Are you a Yankees or a Red Sox fans? Forgot to ask. There's no way to get around the initial Apple Watch setup without the Watch app on a phone, on an iPhone. I took care of it, Wheezy. It just takes a second. YouTube's kind of slow. So, like, I clicked, and and the guy that was, like, spamming, I did, I clicked and did it, and it just always takes a second to do it. Um... Where's the... I wonder, can you check that and then uncheck that when you schedule a premiere? I'm going to schedule this for 12.15. But then I'm going to change that option back. See if that doesn't ping people. You guys that have been getting too many notifications, let me know if the premiere just pinged you. Um, you can use a Samsung watch with an iPhone. I don't know, vice versa. Ghostface with 14 months of the VIP. The strength of character gained will be the measure of this true su- of the true success, and this form uh, a new starting point for future power and triumph. I'm, what's that quote from? The strength of character gained will be the measure of his true success, and this will form a new starting point for future power and triumph. 25 months from Zinthos, and it's a red badge. Hope you and the fam are doing well. Thank you so much, Zinthos. Um, no ping or email. No ping here. Yeah, I unchecked the box, and we're also not, we're also like less than 30 minutes away, so I did two things that might have helped. Um, we're trying not to have you guys get so many freaking pings like we're minimizing that like I'm doing some I'm trying to do some tricks and some some finagling in the background uh meta quest unboxing uh so like we're we're not we're not scheduling things the way that we used to if that makes sense okay change that and there we go. I'm not going to go into all the details and all the ins and outs. Uh, just know that we are doing our best to stop that because I know it was not enjoyable. Um, Lazaro says, one year, baby. Thank you so much, sir. Um, unlisted. Thank you so much for a whole year, Lazaro. Yeah, I also turned off low latency. I stream at normal latency. Um, yeah. Contrary to, you know, contrary to what people may think about, like, streamers and stuff. Like, I do everything I possibly can. I do everything I possibly can to, to make the experience as, as good as possible for you guys. Okay. So, I also successfully have the... Um, there we go. Okay, so I have the members set up. I have the redirect set up to members so that you guys don't get obliterated. Um, okay, everything I just did should not have given you any notifications. That's the hope. 
and you should get one in 15 minutes when the premiere goes live but we're going to head over there I'll redirect you uh, I'll redirect you over there that's the hope we are hoping to turn down that dial so that when you come to your phone or your YouTube experience you're not like good golly I have nine notifications from Lono um you know it, it got a little it got a little absurd I'm really really happy that YouTube is saying hey let's do what we can to put members only content in front of members I think that's fantastic they just went overboard and I, I somebody took a screenshot of their notifications and I was like oh my gosh I was like I had no idea it was doing that there's no box for me to check to stop it we've had to do uh, different things in the workflow to minimize outsider with five dollars I was thinking of buying myself a new PS5 I don't have to wait to be uh, to play PS5 games on my PC so you think it's better to buy a PS5 if they're in stock now um I mean a digital for 400 is just such a I think is just such a great deal I think it's such a great deal a digital PlayStation 5 for 400 there's such a great backlog of games that you can enjoy I would start with Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut every time. There's Returnal, there's Ratchet and Clank, there's the Demon Souls remake, there's yeah, the Death Stranding Director's Cut, there is The Last of Us Part 1 remake, there is Horizon Forbidden West, there is God of War Ragnarok, there is Burning Shores, there's Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man's about to come out. Spider-Man Remastered runs and looks amazing on the PS5. Like it's unbelievable. For $400, you get into the PlayStation 5 ecosystem and there's all those games that you can get. Like it's an amazing value, you know. You want to wait, you want to wait for the digital that's 50 bucks more and doesn't have a vertical stand. The other nice thing about the digital is you can buy plates for it and I think the plates are dope. There's, you know, the Spider-Man plates if they restock are really really cool. Right now, the portal can only play games from your own PlayStation or whoever you attach to it, so you gotta have the games downloaded on your PlayStation and it has to be in sleep mode. Right, no, 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 I understand all that. I just think this move and this blog seems to indicate seems to indicate that you know, my notey for today, two for the mainstream, nothing so far. Okay, cool. Okay, you got the 30 minute and then when I went live. Okay, that's far more reasonable. That's so much more reasonable. Um Okay. Uh Okay, cool. Yeah, AOZ for sure, for sure. Just let me know. Um so far, so good. Actually, only got I actually got the live stream uh, today. Okay, good. I didn't do anything different with the live stream, so you should have just got the thirty and then the live. I didn't do anything different there. Um, we are going to be going to a premiere where I unbox the MetaQuest Three. Uh, I will also be doing my best to review games. I can tell you about a game I played last night in the members-only debrief. Um, I plan to maybe even play some games and review some games on the MetaQuest 3, like the Assassin's Creed game, which is uh, exclusive to it. 
Uh, we did hit 51 members today, so I currently owe you 10 members. I will do that during the premiere of the unboxing. That maximizes how long you guys have. You guys have 10 minutes if you want to push this a little bit further. Uh, we do have a pretty big goal that you guys are actually working really, really well toward hitting. If every Friday night my wife and I do a members-only stream, and the current member count has slipped a little bit again. We're always slipping because there's always 30 days ago you guys were super generous, so we're always trying to like refill it currently we are sitting at 2300 so that's well within reach though we have easily blasted past 3000 we've been upwards of close to 5000 members before so we can easily do that uh you guys can keep chiseling away at that and i honestly help with that goal minor included in that total so there have been days where you guys have made me gift 40 and 50 40 40 and 50 you know members in a day and mine get added to the pile so, uh, so don't forget that, that you can make me help. Basically, <laughs> there have been days where like I've pushed us over, uh, the goal with my gifted. like, I ended up the one day, I think I gifted like a 50 bomb and I pushed us over the milestone. So it's a, uh, it's a, it's a joint effort. A lot of the times, um, From this morning's show. I got one notey so far. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm gonna get the uh whoops, I'm gonna get the tweet ready for the the meta the meta video here. That's a really good picture of it too for the thumbnail. I like that. Mm. Oh, and this is not sponsored. This is not sponsored. I bought my own. They did not send this to me. So this is not like when we did uh, when we did the Pico unboxing. This is this is mine. This is this is not right. This is not a uh... When those things are expensive right now, I can't justify uh, doing the membership stuff. I'll have to do uh, the free things for now. Donald Johnson, one of the best things to do is just stay sub to the channel, hit the like button, be here when I'm streaming, and when people gift, make sure you're opted in and you can get it gifted. You know, make sure you do that. Those are those are the ways. And when you do that, you get into the members only debrief. You get into the uh, the members only Discord, and you uh, you get into like Friday night streams with Madam. So the only thing you miss out on here uh, at a standard membership or a gifted membership is you miss out on like the day ender writer's room or VIP stuff, but that's typically at the very, very end of the day. That's a new segment that we've been doing. Curious what it's like. How many VR rigs do you have now? I have the PSVR 2, I have the Pico 4, and then I have the MetaQuest 3. So, yeah, I have three. Um, I went from no no VR this year to three now. Sony products are expensive. There it is. Outsider says we can keep going. We've got seven minutes before the 
Premier, thank you so much. Bumping the line to 52. Let's try to get Derek a member. Uh, we try to do that every. Uh, we try to do that every month. We try to take care of him and Feed. Feed got one on his old account, so I, again, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but we're trying to. We're definitely trying to get one for Derek. He gets one virtually every month, and we uh, we take care of him. Yeah, there's the MetaQuest Three box. I've got it on that lit that shelf um, that lights up just to kind of test. I want to test kind of what it looked like on cam because we're gonna. I think we're gonna put them on the wall. We're gonna. I'm gonna get some more and put them on the wall. Time last year, dude was saying VR was too niche. I never said it was too niche for me. That's not true. I said VR is too niche to be mainstream because you're always going to struggle with market saturation, which means you're going to struggle with publishers wanting to put money behind it, which means developers are going to struggle to have big enough projects. And if the projects aren't big enough, the projects won't be big enough to justify people wanting to buy into VR. Like it's a vicious cycle, right? If your footprint's small, then your games and your budgets will be small, which means the footprint will likely stay small. I think that's always going to be a challenge for VR. I think that's still a challenge today. You got to buy a secondary device. You got to put it on your face. The game offerings aren't as big. The library's not as big uh, as everything else. I never said it was too niche for me. I said it's so niche and there's so many barriers of entry that it will struggle to be mainstream. Ward gifts a member and it goes to Donald. Thank you so much. The hardware needs to become so easy that the barrier of entry is very low. Yeah, asking somebody to spend 500 plus dollars on something that they put on their face and then they look at the game library and the game library is like pales in comparison to the console library. Like, I gave my PS4 to my son and I use my PS5. I'll give him a PS5 when uh, he's more responsible. Talking about... Um... Oh, somebody said, I have a PS5 already. My brother uses it. Okay, I understand. I was like, why are you saying that? Uh... All right, four minutes, and we're going to go to this premiere. Four minutes. I remember begging Lono to try VR. I'm glad he tried it. I honestly think the inroad, I'll tell you what the inroad was. It's what I always said it was. It was games. I always told y'all, I was like, the games don't look that good. Why am I going to spend that much money? And then I looked at Call of the Mountain and I was like, oh, that looks pretty good. <laughs> that looks pretty awesome. And then I bought it and I tried it and I was like, yep. This is off. This is awesome. Let's give more members. Dustin Straw. Dustin Straw, you trying to get a membership, buddy? You usually have a badge. He's out here. He's out here asking you guys to give more. Well, we only got three minutes. You guys are gonna have to go crazy. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna do we're gonna do a redirect and we're gonna go watch this premiere. Hey guys, make sure you smash the like button. We had a nice strong day today. We only need about 50 more likes on this video. And then make sure you smash the like on the premiere when we get over there as well. Climb of the Mountain was what sold you. Even though it had too much climbing in it, the experience was still incredible, Abe. The graphics are nuts. It's it's. I'm telling you, if you've never done VR and that's your first experience, it's it's it is. It kind of hooks you. You're like, this is dope. It's at another. It's at another level. 
Parasito says, we're not done, and he slams five home quickly to 58, tempting a 20 bomb to get us over 75 and see if we can't get Derek in here as well as Dustin or Feed, some of the guys we try to take care of every month. We got two minutes. If you guys get it to 75, I'll owe you 15, so there's still hope for people to get memberships. Currently, I owe you 10, and we will do those during the premiere. We're going to head over there in two minutes. Yeah, there's just way too much climbing. Like, as far as a game, my criticism is, oh, the combat and the bow is really fun. Can I stop freaking climbing, right? But as far as, like, the graphics and the experience, it, it's compelling. It's convincing. It's like, this is awesome. Nothing that the VR has shown is a killer app. You know what else convinced me? Gran Turismo 7. I don't even play racing games. And I was like, this is bonkers, bro. Like, this is crazy, bro. GT7. I played Call of the Mountain. I played GT7. And I said, okay. Eh, you got me. You know why? It's because the PSVR 2 can harness the power of the PS5. So it's not some standalone unit where we're playing like, you know, some game or graphics or whatever. Fight me, all RPGs. <laughs> you can put those logos up there. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah, No Man's Sky on PSVR 2. Woo! Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's good, too. That's good, too. All right, guys, do me a favor. Here we go. Here we go. I need 30 more likes on the video. Make sure and smash that like button before we get out of here. The link to the premiere is in chat. We are going to head over and watch this unboxing of the meta. You're, you're going to be pretty surprised by how small it is. Title your, uh, that's what she, all the jokes, right? You're going to be surprised how small it is. Pause. Let's head over there. Click the link in chat. I'll give some members when I get over there. You guys can keep pushing this, by the way, during the premiere as well. If you guys land a couple more, I'll do another, I'll do another bomb. I'll do 10 when we get over there. All right. I'll see you guys over there. Let's head over to the premiere.